Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy hump day. Hope everyone's having an amazing day humping someone they love. That you truly, truly love. That you love and trust and believe. I guess you could hump someone without those things. But it wouldn't be the same. But it hits different when you love, trust, and believe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. How um, are you doing today, Miss Claridia? Let me... <laughs> I'm doing great. Jackie and I are both wearing probably what will be the best-selling item from our new well, merch drop. We didn't even plan to twin. We each like we're just gonna wear merch today because the holiday merch drops tomorrow, and we are twinning. It's the Toasty Lights sweatshirt. Every year we renew it, upgrade it. This has to be my favorite. I don't know if you guys can see on YouTube, but the T and the O have like sparkles in them, and you could like feel the sparkles yeah so it's a really special sweatshirt it comes in pink it comes in white i'm wearing xl what are you wearing this is an xl as well and it's really comfortable so shopmorningtoast.com tomorrow 10 a.m eastern time usually i wear a medium these crew necks are like the same as we usually do yeah i do wear a medium in them i just was wearing yours because you know i got a lot going on under here these days you have nothing to explain um, but they are very true to size you don't like i'm not typically an xl yeah um, so Claudia is doing well. I like passed out at 1030 and I accidentally slept through my alarm by 40 minutes. I got 11 hours of sleep, like so unintentionally. How nice I, for you. My brain was really like, I have been reciting my show back and forth in my bedroom for four days straight and it is exhausting. Like, and I'm doing it at full energy. Like I'm even doing it from the beginning. Hello. You're like, not giving 5%. No, no. I'm giving hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's mentally exhausting to be like talking so much and I'm just really trying to memorize it like down pat. Yeah. And my first kind of dress rehearsal show is tomorrow, City Winery. I'm so excited to see everyone. And like I, I haven't been this nervous like in years, like for real. It's exciting. Yes. I go through stages like right before I got in the shower, before like finishing my final rehearsal last night. I was like just feeling defeated. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to memorize this. And then I played Taylor's version and I got in the shower. And by the time I got out, I was like, I'm going back on tour. Like I was invigorated with this zest for life. It's going to be so fantastic. Obviously, you're having pre-show jitters. That is so natural. But I'm just I'm so excited for everyone for tomorrow night because you're going to you're such a star. And Thank you. the world has been, you know, starved, starved of your talents 100%. on the road for the last two years. And now they will feast. And I'm just telling you, like, after I do, I feel like, for me, there's, when you launch a tour, I mean, I've only done it twice, but there's two enormous hurdles. Okay. The first is selling tickets. Like, especially after COVID, you never know, like, am I still able to sell tickets? Like, are people going to come? Do people even still like me when you're on the internet? Like, you really never know. You really never know. Though we do get a good gauge, like, yeah, from this podcast. So... But the, sure, but sure. the first hurdle will go along with your delusion. No, even even if like things are going great, like you never just assume you're going to sell out. Like yeah. that's just a terrible. No, and the nature of live events has changed. It's it's a different ballgame. It's a different ballgame. So for me, the, my biggest hurdle always was like I don't think I'm going to be able to sell tickets. Like the first time I did it, it was like a a fluke. Like so then the ticket sales went great, and I was like incredibly relieved. And then the second big hurdle is just the first show. Like every show after that gets easier and better and stronger and tighter. But the first show, I'm so nervous. I'm telling you, like, this weekend, I'm going to rage my face off. Like, I will be celebrating the fact that I just did one show because the first is just the hardest. Yeah. Okay. But I'm excited. No, it's really going to be great. I'm excited for you. And tomorrow is an even more exciting day because our holiday merch collection drops at 10 a.m. Eastern time at shopmorningtoast.com. We posted our sickening photo shoot at the sickening plaza. Who am I? <coughs> You're the plaza, you're the warehouse. <laughs> and our Instagram feed. You're the Instagram feed and you're soon to be people's mailboxes. Literally. Because when I'm you guys sickening. get these sickening merch items, it's just going to really, you know, start the holiday season on such a positive note. So if you want to know what we're selling, head over to the Morning Toast Instagram account. We have a nine-minute grid. Yes, we fucked up the flow. And I wouldn't even call it, like, the flow's never been... Worth it. The flow's never been so... Sickening. Sickening. So you can see all of the products that we're selling. And also in our Instagram story, it's broken out piece by piece. So you can see what is available. We have ornaments sold in a set of three. We have beanies. We have a Sherpa set. We have robes. robes. Blankets. We've never done a blanket before. Blanket. I actually was thinking... Uh, today might be a blanket day for There's me. There's an extra one right there. I might, I might just go snuggle Grab up. Grab it, yeah. It's really, really comfortable. The robe is so sickening. 
And I just can't believe the holidays are back. Like we're now, what is this? Like our third holiday launch? Yeah, it's so exciting. You know how much we love the holidays over here at the Morning Toast. And, and this collection is, is more wintry. Than holiday. Because it ain't right to, we're non-denominational here at the Morning Toast. Yeah, no. And we've done, you know, this is the TMT blanket, which is so comfortable. It's, it's heavy. So, like, first of all, it's a delicious blanket to snuggle up with. Brew loves his. But it's also, like, so pretty and pleany that if you just want to, like, drape it over your couch, it really adds a nice pop of plain to the room. Yeah, so it's, if, if you look on the inside, obviously the outside says TMT, but the inside is like a Sherpa warm cuddle hug from your grandmother. Yeah, no, it really, we, the inspo for the inside was brew. Yeah, and do. And do was the inspo for the outside. He designed this blanket. He said, Mom, we need this in the house. Mom, let's do a capsule collection. <laughs> Mom, let's do a capsule collection. We have such a great show for you guys today. The Fast Five, Pump Rules was on last night. Um, and I watched Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I watched the, whole thing? the first three episodes that dropped. Okay, I'm like so behind on TV. I like know, my and focus you know what? Just... Here's the thing. I know you're not going to watch anytime soon because you have a lot on your plate right now. So I will give you guys the high level recap. No spoilers or anything. Okay. Just my initial thoughts on the concept, on the group, what's happening, etc. So that will be in the TV recap. Sound good? Yeah, I'm just like feeling really overwhelmed. Like because of LA, I was behind on shows and I haven't even turned on my TV this week. Like I'm just so focused on my craft that I'm starting to feel like overwhelmed. Yeah, I know that you are dying to watch Ultimate Girls Trip because it's just like a cultural moment. Though I do think my ultimate conclusion is that you don't have to. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if that's a hot take. It is. People are loving it. It's good. We'll talk about it. I'll okay. share all of my thoughts. And we will discuss. Okay. And other than that, I started a new book last night. I'm, you know, floundering for book recommendations. Are you? Yeah, I just... What about Goodreads? I, I went to all of the descriptions of all of the books that were nominated for Fiction Book of the Year, and nothing really pulled me in. And some of them were just, like, too wild in. Like, well, are you looking... Well, what are you looking for? Just, like, a great... I'll do any genre, really. You know, I love... What about, like, another Tessa Bailey? Like, because I read another one that was so good. By Tessa Bailey? Yeah. Which one? Um, I don't know. Their names are so obscure. Yeah, and but they never fit the book. No, I think it's... Not, no. not the one about the, TV, the fixer-upper. No, the one about the baseball player. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. But I actually... Tessa Bailey has a new, um, like, romance book that's Christmassy. She does. Yes, and it's on my want to read. It's called. It is called Window Shopping. Oh wait, let me write that down. Mm -hmm. And it just came out October nineteenth. But I'm not in the Christmas spirit yet, so I'm not ready to read it. Okay, that was my want thought. to read. Marked it. The Tessa Bailey one I was talking about was not. Was it Fix Her Up? Yeah. That Did you read it? Fix Her Up? No. It was but really I cute. Yeah, this, he's like a baseball player, and she's like a nerd. It's really cute. Okay, fine. Anyway, so I started Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. And it, it, so far, I'm in it. I'm good, you know. But it's just, I don't know why I'm like struggling so to find book recommendations. It's going to be okay. I like how you won't touch my hands. Like, I know. I literally watched them when I came in from the outside today. Oh, did you? Yeah, I but missed, does that make a difference? I missed it, that. Does that make a difference? Uh, it does make a difference. Okay, like when you're being sweet with Zach, like will you ever like hold his hand and kiss it? Like, you know how people do that? I will, yeah, I will hold his hand, but I never thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't kiss it, right? No, I never thought of it. That's like a thing people do. Like, that's sweet. so sweet. Yeah, you don't do it. No, but he does that to me. But yeah, that's yeah, like, of course. It's like you kiss the hand of a lady. Like, no, I sometimes, I kiss Ben's hand. Okay. Another thing about it, like maybe I should stop. He's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But you know what? Love is immune. Love is immune. To nerve, drug, like feces and germs. germs. Bacteria. Yeah, all the above. That is so beautiful. Um, okay, I feel like let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. We have some great stories and we must get into TV recap as well. So without further ado, -do 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 -do, here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And today's episode is brought to you by ShipStation. The holidays really are the most wonderful time of the year. Do, a little flat do. at the end. But if you're running an online store, you know that they can also be the craziest times of year. You have to manage your inventory, orders to fill, growing list of stressed out customers checking in twice a day, wondering whether these last minute gifts will arrive on time. Well, if you sell anything online, we don't need to tell you that shipping can be super frustrating and there are many carriers and a ton of factors that go into figuring out the best rate for each order. 
ShipStation makes shipping the easy part of running your business. So you can get back to doing what you're passionate about, growing your business. They easily import orders from every sales channel, whether it's Amazon, eBay, Etsy, your own website, and they automate just about any shipping task, and it's all from one easy-to-use dashboard. Change your shipping solution can seem daunting, but the holidays are here, and it's now the time to think about making a major change. So ShipStation works with FedEx, USPS, UPS, all major carriers, international and local, and you even get access to discounted rates that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. Make this holiday season a little brighter with ShipStation and use our code TOAST to get a 60-day free trial, which is just enough time to handle the holiday rush. Go to ShipStation, S-H-I-P, Station.com, click on the microphone at the top and enter code TOAST, ShipStation. Make ship happen. Great. Our first story, some exciting news. Kanye West and Drake bury their beef at Dave Chappelle show. Kanye and Drake appeared to end their long simmering beef on Tuesday night when they showed up for laughs at a Dave Chappelle comedy show in Toronto. I forgot that they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have major beef. Kiki. Do you love me? The two artists who have thrown lyrical shots at each other in the past could be seen mugging for the camera together on Drake's Instagram account. And then Kanye also posted a photo of himself, Drake, and music promoter Jay Prince on Instagram with a dove emoji to emphasize the peace made between them. Kanye is on this like peacemaking journey. He also made peace with Soldier Boy. It's so beautiful. You love yeah. to see people bury the hatchet. No, like you, that. It just reminds me, like you've ever been in a place that where like you have like so many people to apologize to, like you just make the rounds. Yeah, that's what Kanye's doing right now. That's it's like giving. It's giving like Ramona I apology was, tour. I was just about to say that, and the apology tour continues, and she takes her talents to Turks and Caicos. Oh, and she apologizes to people. She's a, such a big apologizer. It's <laughs> crazy, but you know what? It's better than her being like you know the person that she is and not apologizing for it. Like yeah. at least like she has apologize yeah you know yeah so everyone's like they they're like the apologies but it's like it doesn't everyone always want an apology but now it's too much no totally <laughs> is there so much of a too much of a good thing yeah there is but i think this is so exciting you know it the world nature is healing yeah for sure i mean it definitely has crossed my mind that like kim's single state like maybe she would date drake i don't think so i don't know like he's a powerful man she's a powerful woman they could be a powerful couple. I think that that would be just too close to home. Yes. And, and I think it would really hurt. It would hurt her relationship with Kanye. You know, she can, Pete Davidson poses, like they don't no run threat. in the same circles or yeah. anything. So, yeah. And also like Drake, Drake is just like a, a, a funny one when it comes to relationships. Like nobody wants to date him. Like everybody loves him. Every girl like would love to, but no, but when it comes down to it, like, Nobody wants to date him. No, I don't think that's it. I think, like, everyone wants to date him, and he's just been, like, scarred, humiliated. I mean, I would be, too, if I acted the way that he did publicly with Rihanna, and then Rihanna, like, ghosted him and was never to be heard from again. I think that definitely scarred him from, like, really public relationships. I mean, it was mortifying. I don't know. I just feel like the women he wants to date don't want to date him. Like who? Just, like, ma- like celebrities. Like who? Rihanna, Kim. Okay, besides Rihanna. Do you think he wants to date Kim? Who wouldn't? I mean, that's so true. Who wouldn't? No, I feel like he does just fine, you know? No, I'm sure he does, like, fine, like... But you're right. He doesn't really date celebrities. I mean, was he dating Serena Williams for, like, 45 seconds? You remember that? But then, like, it just turned out they had, like, the same manager and were friends, and they went to, like, a tennis match together. Was it A business? business? Yeah, that was, like, a rumor, but I don't think it was ever truly confirmed. You're right. He doesn't really date a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Like, he has a child. I feel like he, like, dates his fans. That's kind of toxic. I'm not going to lie. No, yeah. That's it's actually really toxic. That's what I'm saying. Um, well, wishing him the best. And I heard there was a big party at his house. And by heard, I mean I saw on Instagram. And, you know, his house in Toronto is like the sickest thing on the planet. Oh, yes. Toronto. So yes. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but it sounds like the Dave Chappelle show made it somewhere to Toronto. Yes. And they had an after party. Yes. Because I follow Jeff Ross on Instagram and Jeff Ross is on tour. This with, was in Toronto. Where, it was. Where Kanye and... and and he had Drake a big party at his house. Had rapprochement. Yeah. And it, you love to see it. You, you do. really do. Nature is healing, for Nature sure. Nature is healing. Are you ready for our next story, which is kind of crazy. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Page Six is reporting that W Magazine is trying to pull the Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner cover after Astroworld. Mm. W Magazine is desperately trying to pull its upcoming edition after putting Travis Scott and Kylie on the cover, Page Six has learned. Editors are in a tizzy over the issue following the Astroworld Festival tragedy in which 10 people died and more than 300 were injured. The Scott Jenner cover, which, which also featured a big interview in the issue, was shot and printed before the November 5th concert obviously but had not yet been shipped prompting the scramble to recall the magazine before it hits store shelves <gasps> oh, is it said. too late 
W editors have cleared any planned coverage of Travis and Kylie from their website, but the magazine was already printed, and now they are trying to stop the delivery. Trucks. Oh, the trucks! Oh One my God! One source told Page Six, they're way too late. I think so too. They said in light of what happened at Astro World, the interview and cover lines seem inappropriate to say the least. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I wonder what's on the cover. No, it's so wrong. It's so wrong, but like obviously, this is just terrible timing for yeah. the magazine. I mean, we've known about this Astro World thing for like almost a week, over a week now. Like, yeah. have well, they been working on it this entire time? Perhaps. Maybe this is just making it to, this is what they've been doing right. since then. That's crazy. I'm, I mean, I have to imagine it's going to hit the stands. Like, I know. Otherwise, they just what wouldn't have an issue for next month. Right. And the thing is, is like, I definitely think if, if they're able to, they should pull the cover. But I won't hold W Magazine, like, you know, responsible. Like, there was no way they could have known. Obviously, the timing is just horrible. And it, it honestly looks bad for Kylie and Travis. I don't think it looks bad for W Magazine. Like, and maybe they planted this story being like, oh, now it's over. We There's nothing we can do, but we want to let you know we tried. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's just unfortunate. I don't think it's going to be like. It's unfortunate. The only way they could pull the cover would to be not to not have. A magazine. A magazine that month. How much money, money. is lost there? And do you just no, you let don't. it rip? No, I don't think companies like that can do that. That what they not have a magazine? No, no, no. Right. So do you just let the cover play I think out after and then just you, deal with the awkward? I think after you've tried to do every single thing, yeah, there's like nothing you can do. Yeah. But even if they do stop the trucks, like they need another magazine. Yeah. They can't just not have an issue. Yeah, this sounds like they would an lose episode like millions of, of dollars. The bull type. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I do think we'll probably end up seeing the cover, and it's really unfortunate. Not that I like want people to be canceled. I just think it's like no, the, hella it, it's inappropriate. It's just really bad timing, and it it's I now I shudder to think like what the cover, you know, what the, what's on the cover, like you know, the headline they're very is outrageous. Like, yeah, America's hottest couple. Like, yeah, hopefully, s- hopefully they chose their words wisely and wasn't like you know, it's killer couple. You know, that's what I was thinking. Too. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be really bad. I mean. You know, they've been, like, silent. Yeah. And I think they'll be silent for a while. That's crazy and, like, kind of disappointing. Like, that- Well, aside from, like, doing what they can to help, I don't think they're going to be going back to posting, like, the cars and the No, bags. no, that's not what I mean when I mean silent. I mean, like, vocal about the situation, you yeah. know? Well, now it's a legal issue. And I guess. there's there's not much that they – I don't know what they can do or say other than lay low and try and help the families and victims as much as possible. I hope that they are. Yeah, me as well. Well, that's a crazy story. We'll see. When is Debbie Magazine hit the stands? I've never in my life purchased one. I have no idea. I'd, magazine timing month. like So next week, the January issue drops. Yeah, like, no, it's so stupid. It makes no sense. Like, I really Spring do, summer. It, it's really confusing. Spring summer. So I don't know when. I don't know where. But if I you guess, see it, just know, I guess they tried to stop it. Okay. Well, the intention was I there. mean, the, the, the idea that they're trying to stop the trucks in transit, like, is a little dramatic. Oh, you, it's, it's, it's an episode of the bull type. Like, you couldn't have said it perfectly. Right. But um, it's that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Bradley Cooper is finally addressing his pan- past romance rumors with co-star Lady Gaga from A Star is Born. Oh. Remember when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper had us wondering every day if they were in a relationship? Yeah. But it was really just... And also the timing was just really bad because, like, Bradley and Irina Shayk, like, couldn't fucking stand each other. Yeah. It was just a really weird time. And, like, we all kind of believed that they were in love. But then nothing ever came to it. And they weren't in love. And now Bradley is confirming that. Lady Gaga has already said this. Mm -hmm. But now in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he's addressing the rumors himself. When discussing the Oscar performance of Shallow, Bradley confirmed that they were definitely acting. So that was really the performance. Like, it looked like they were falling in love on stage, right? Yeah. He said there's a simple reason why it looks so steamy. He said, quote, he had conceived the performance to unfold like a scene from the movie, in part to help manage his own fears about singing live. Mm -hmm. He shared, just from a personal standpoint, it reduces the anxiety level. He noted, they kind of fall in love in that scene in the film. It's that explosive moment that happens to them on a stage in front of thousands of people. Right. It would have been so weird if we were are both on stools facing the audience especially true. since he's not, not a performer a singer. Yeah. but if you tell him get up on this stage and act right that he can do what interview is this is he who is he talking to a hollywood reporter got it and then also lady gaga has doubled down on her denial as i well. like how when lady gaga said it like nobody believed it and then brother cooper said it and we're like oh okay you know because it, it did feel like 
she was being coy. She was, or yeah, but it's also like he was someone in a relationship. Yeah. So she was like, broken up with we her fiance. Need him to buy into it. But in order yeah. for it to work. Yeah, I that's like a crazy time. You're right. I totally forgot that that even happened. Yeah. Lady Gaga had said, quite frankly, I think the press is very silly. I mean, we made a love story. For me as a performer and as an actress, of course we wanted p- people to believe that we were in love. Well, they did a very good job. It's, they did. You know, you could chalk it up to her acting skills. And the press around the movie, like, really was, Romanticized. Great, was great marketing and yeah. had everyone wondering if they were... In love. Well, I just saw an interview Lady Gaga's done recently for House of Gucci and with Michael Strahan, and he was like, well, what's the best thing that's happened to you this year? She's like, I found love. So she might be in a relationship as well. Yeah, isn't she? She's with that normie. Who? The guy. She's dating someone. I thought, like, maybe they were... Like, she has a boyfriend who's just, like, a literal businessman beau that... What? Yes. Unless they broke up and she's with someone else. But she is dating. I remember she was like spotted and dating like the sound engineer. No, she's like dating this guy. What's his name? Michael? Michael Polanski. Yeah, he's like a sound engineer. He like, he does like audio something. He does. He works I, in like a recording studio. I think that's how He's an met. entrepreneur. You yeah, remember oh. this picture? This will take you back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so they're still together? I'm assuming. I never heard anything to the contrary. Oh, I mean, I just. Okay, that's great. Yeah, in August 2021, Lady Gaga and Michael Polanski are in love. Okay, I think they're still together. I feel like this could be it. You ever, like, find something out, like, that everyone knows that, like, blows your mind? That literally happened to me yesterday. Like, I never even thought about it, like, who Beanie Feldstein, like, was, like, dating. But I don't know what occurred to me to, like, Google it. And she's dating a woman named Bonnie. Beanie and Bonnie. Oh, that's so cute. Beanie and Bonnie. They should start. I don't think everyone knew that. No, I, sorry, I didn't know she was a lesbian. Okay. So I was ta- I was talking about it with someone, and I'm like, who did she date? And they were like, she meant this, pretty, whatever. Like it was, like, they're like, you didn't know, like, because I'm supposed to know everything. So when I don't know anything, something about pop culture, people feel like they've like turned they, one out on me, and I'm like, fuck off. I can only retain so much information. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, let me Google this to see if it's true. And then I found out her girlfriend's name was Bonnie, and I was like, cracking up, Beanie and Bonnie. That's so cute. How long have they been together? Do you a think while. Do you think it's the real deal? Yeah, she's, um, Bonnie is a producer, and they fell in love on set. So like, you know. That'll do it. That'll do it. Because it's almost like she found like a businesswoman. No, it's it's this, obviously the businessman or the businesswoman is ideal because a, a, a business savvy is something, you know, most people, money can't buy sometimes. No, that acumen is that hard. acumen, and when you're a star and you're successful, you, you know, you want love and you also want acumen. Yeah. But in general, the formula still works when it's one person who's a star in front of the camera. Uh-huh. And then the other person just has to be like a behind, a happy to be behind the camera person. And when it's a producer, it's like they chose to go into the industry and not be a star. That's that, Beanie and Bonnie. That works too. I agree. That's actually, let's keep our eyes on them because that could be the potential blueprint for a, like a next great. The next great chip? No. Well, yes, but also like the next great like archetype for a relationship. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a businessman, but like I would call it like a behind the scenes, front scenes. Like we have to come up with a good word for yeah, it. Yeah, but, but. I can think okay, of that's ins- like Reese Witherspoon. Okay, I was just about to say I can think of instances where it's successful, and I can think of instances where it's not. That's like Reese Witherspoon. Yes, right. Her husband is like a Jim, talent agent. Yeah, he's in the industry behind the scenes. Yeah, but Lady Gaga, Christian Carino. Okay, I just want to say like Christian Carino was giving major thirst monster vibes. Like he was dying to get out from behind the camera. You know what I mean? Mm, but how can that's why it's the I don't so know. So the if perfect a, formula is someone who's very comfortable being behind the camera. But we don't know these people well enough to say. I don't know. I think Jim Witherspoon has proved. But it. that's just because he's the proof in the pudding. Like when at the outset, I wouldn't know whether or not. Well, you could say the same, th- same thing about a businessman. Like he that he was dating a celebrity because he wants to be. Like we have to. But if he was so thirsty, he wouldn't have gone into business. Why? There are plenty of business. There's a handful. But this, I think, that's I think, not the fast track to fame. No, but I think that we can give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, people who work as, like, producers, directors. Like, the thing is, I love giving people the benefit of the doubt. Do you? Always. Okay. I feel like I'm always giving people the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Like, truly. Okay. But there's something about when people get a taste of fame that yes. they just fucking lose their minds. Yes, you can't give any doubts. No, no like everybody fails, the t- to, like does not rise to the challenge every single time. I agree with you that but it really does change people. You know? Yeah. So that's where it gets dicey. 
Um, if I may just interrupt you briefly to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by PureVoc. Don't you love the dewy look of your skin after a facial or that glow after wearing a good face mask? Wouldn't you love to have that look all day? Yeah. Well, enter PureVoc, a revolutionary hybrid of skincare and makeup that creates a natural dewy look to your skin and helps blur imperfections. That's why they named it Cover Up spelled backwards because PureVoc is literally the reverse of covering up. So it's the next hot beauty trend. They're one of the hottest beauty launches of 2021. It's already been covered by a ton of magazines. And what their products include are an all-day glow multi-corrective serum, a face cream, and an eye cream for a total skin transformation. I got the products, and I have to say, it's one of the best ideas on the planet. Because, like, when your skin is in a bad spot, but, like, you have to go to work or you have to go on a date and, like, you make your skin worse by, like, clogging your pores, the fact that PureVoc is literal skincare, but that also lessens the look of redness. Like, it really, really helps. It's just a genius idea, and I can't believe somebody hasn't thought of it sooner. They also really have long-term results because you won't just get immediate results. It's real skincare packed with over 11 active ingredients that will deliver long-term results like radiance, even skin tone, and hydration. Um, it's different than any other skincare product, honestly, I've ever used and I've used a lot. I noticed a real difference after the first application and it lasted all day. You're able to leave your house without, without makeup, but also like with makeup and still feel confident in the look of your skin. So now if you want to reverse the cover up too with PureVoc, you can go to wonderskin.com. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-S-K-I-N.com. Use promo code TOAST and you'll receive 20% off PureVoc or any of the amazing products on the Wonderskin site plus free shipping with purchases over $50. That's 20% off when you go to wonderskin.com and use promo code TOAST. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Next story. iHeartRadio pledges to only play Taylor Swift's re-records on its stations. Wow. On Tuesday, iHeartRadio, the largest radio station owner in the country, announced that it will only play Taylor's Taylor version recordings on its stations. Whenever Taylor re-records a new track, we immediately replace the old versions. Our stations will always deliver songs that artists are eager to share and fans want to hear, said the chief programming officer for oh. iHeartMedia. Listeners have made it known that they cannot wait to hear Taylor's version of each track. Wait, that's like so crazy because I feel like radio is like very much a part of like the music industry, like yeah. not like ever really like advocating on behalf of artists. So this is very cool. I mean, iHeartRadio owns like most of the radio stations in the country. That's yes. a really big deal. They're the biggest owner. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I wonder what that actually means for, other than like, you know, the respect and, and the kindness. What does it mean for like the, the masters? The ma And what does it mean for dollars and cents, you know? Yeah, a radio I don't think means anything, but it's just a step in the right direction. Yeah, and then I guess like when it is playing on the radio and it comes up on your dashboard. It'll say Taylor's version. It'll say Taylor's version. And if you Shazam it. It'll say it, Taylor's. And you'll and go to Spotify. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing has got me really, really wondering about what the value of her old masters is. I feel like with every album she releases, the value of her old masters goes down. And with things like this, like, it really brings it down. And I, I'm curious what her goal is. Like, is her goal to make it so that, like, Scooter's making no money or that Scooter wants to dump them for, like, a small price and, like, she picks it up? Like, what's the goal with the old ones? Or do you think she's just completely moved past them, like, forgotten about them? I think the goal, well, the old, the first and foremost goal was, like, for her to have ownership over her own music. Yes. And now she owns Fearless and she owns Red and she can feel good about, like, having those songs out there. Um, I don't know, but now it's just, like, the way that Scooter can make money on her old stuff is like put it in commercials put mm -hmm. it in movies but I don't feel you know put it on Peloton but I don't feel like they're doing anything with them I know do you think that in order for let's say he wanted to put it in a movie does Taylor have to approve that like it is still technically like she's song part, she's published she's part of the ownership right I don't know and I feel like they can't, like, sell her catalog. And, but no, but if she had to approve what they did with it, she could have just never approved anything and they wouldn't make money on right. it. Right. So, no, maybe she doesn't have any say. Yeah. That would be crazy. Like, I wonder what... I mean, he's been so quiet because he's, like, going through a divorce. Like, oh, my God, what, I forgot about right. that. Is that for real? Yeah. Like, what is his plan now, like, with these masters? I don't know. And what are they worth? They were worth $300 million. I have to imagine... They go down quite a bunch with every album she releases. Yeah, but they're still, she has like how many more that she needs to do? Like three? Yeah. Debut, Speak Now, 1989. And I don't think she can re-record Reputation for a while. Got it. But she owns Lover, Evermore, Folklore, Fearless, and Red now. Great. She owns five out of nine. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Fifth and final story. Speaking of ownership. Wait, sorry, what? 
I feel like let's do like a strip down. Yeah, acoustic. Okay. okay. It's the final story. Thank you, iHeartRadio, for doing what's right. I think the listeners will like that. Me too. Fifth and final story, speaking of ownership, Los Angeles' Staples Center will now be called Crypto.com Arena. You're lying. As part of a $700 million naming rights deal. Jackie, I swear to God, I felt like for a second I was being pranked. Like, this is literally a SNL sketch. Yep, as what? part of a 20-year naming rights deal, the iconic downtown LA arena known as the Staples Center, is being rebranded. Beginning Christmas Day, its name will be changed to Crypto.com Arena, according to a press release. I can't think of a worse name. During the arena's Christmas Day game, the new logo and indoor signage will be revealed. All external venue signage will be replaced by June 2022. The cryptocurrency exchange headquartered in Singapore reportedly paid $700 million for the name change. Just to give you guys some context, 20 years ago when Staples bought it, they bought it for $100 million wow. for 20 years I don't know it's so iconic it's so iconic I mean this happens all the time with stadiums and Staples is like such an old school brand they don't have that kind of money anymore sometimes I hear the name of a stadium I'm like Smoothie King Arena (laughs) in Vegas that's so crazy I think people will just call this crypto arena and I think that will stick I mean, this is the fact that they had to say crypto.com, like it's so well, no, tacky. But it's like, good, if it was called Crypto Arena, I'd be like, who paid for this? Right. What are we promoting? But now I know crypto.com. And you know what? If I'm ever getting into crypto, like I'm going to head to crypto.com. Yeah. $700 million well spent. No, there is, there are like so many weird um, stadium names. I know. I want to, I want to find a list. To me, like the good ones are like American Airlines Arena, MetLife Stadium sounds good to me. Um, I don't know that many. Um, oh, 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 Gillette Stadium is a great name. Bar- oh, 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 I know it ain't. I know it no, ain't the good. The first time I heard Gillette Stadium, I thought that was kind of funny because it's like such a consumer brand. But it really works. Giselle, Gillette is like a cool, like Gillette. Yeah. You know? Also, Barclays is a great name. Yeah, because it's the name of a bank, right? Yeah. Okay. There are some, re- the 10 weirdest stadium names in football. Dick Sporting Goods Park. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? In Colorado. Okay. Hunky Dory's Park. Gotta go. Uh, Middle Fart Stadium. Okay, these are like, oh, these are soccer stadiums, I guess. Oh, no, like, I'm talking about branded ones. Yeah, Pizza Hut Park. Oh, my God. Jobbing.com Arena. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Easy Credit Stadium. Oh, no, that's in Germany. Hold on. That is so funny. I still think the best one is Smoothie King. Quick and Loans Arena. Yeah, yeah like, but, stuff like that. But see, when you say Wait. it so many times, like I've watched like TV or I forget what Quick and Loans is. I've watched so much sports with Ben. Oh, we're back at Quick and Loans Arena. It doesn't sound weird anymore. San Diego, Petco Park. I've heard of it. And that actually, it sounds so iconic. Fucking cute. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, no, it's a really funny thing that like you can buy names. Yeah, the, and it just got me thinking about like Goal Morning Toast Arena. Obviously. Obviously. Okay. KFC Yum is a stadium. I had heard that one. I hadn't. Okay, these are the 12 strangest guaranteed rate fields. <laughs> Eek. <laughs> Smoothie King Center. I'm telling you. Oh, Center. KFC Yum Center. That's so crazy. Why couldn't they just call it KFC Stadium? No, I don't know. Do you think they serve KFC? Yeah. Tony Macaroni <laughs> Arena. <laughs> I can't. Talking Stick Resort Arena. That's Oof. where the Phoenix Suns play. Hold on. Welcome Stadium. That's not a bad name. No. Um, I still, I stand by my my original choice of Smoothie King Center, whatever you said it was called, yeah. being the weirdest one. No, that's just like a perfect example of like... Weird brands. Like, how does Smoothie King have enough money for naming rights? Obviously, not every arena is going to be as valuable as Staples Center, but still. Yeah, because like the celebs are always at Staples Center. It's Like, great. if you're like, a touring artist, like, you're the coolest ones, most popular ones play at Staples Center. So that's great for Crypto.com. You know, Ariana Grande spotted at Crypto.com Center. Insane. Sta- Stadium center. So that, like, if it's here for the next 20 years, like, I guess, like, crypto is going to be around for 20 years. Yeah, at least. I think it's, I think it's here to stay, personally. But what do I know? Nothing. But that's also, like, the NASDAQ buying. Because it's a currency exchange, crypto.com. No, I guess that's, like, um, 
SoFi yeah. Stadium is the yeah is in uh, like I'm not even gonna pretend to know like you know what SoFi no the financial like it's an app yes you do I'm just not saying it right probably S O F I SoFi yeah no I have no idea what you're talking about okay it would be like Robin like, Hood Stadium. I use Robin Hood yeah. Robin Hood Stadium yeah which was probably in our future hundred yeah. But these opportunities only come up once in a while because when people buy naming rights, they buy it for, like we said, 20 years. Yeah. So, so that's exciting. It is exciting. I thought that was... Uh, I literally thought you were pranking me. Like, I couldn't believe what was coming out of your mouth. Yeah. It's just wild. Um, all right. Let's do the TV recap. Jackie wants to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip, which I have not seen. And then we're going to talk about last night's Vanderpump Rules, which is brought to you by Bowling Branch. Literally. Tried the best. and true. Tried and true. Okay. You can get it for yourself, but you should really... It'd be nice as a gift. The gift everyone wants is a better night's sleep. Bolin Branch never disappoints with their highest quality sheets, blankets, pillows, and throws. Plus, their holiday packaging makes your gift look and feel special. So, I actually have had Bolin Branch forever, and I just got a ton of new stuff. I had never had throw blankets from them before. Um, now, everything. And I got a top sheet, too. I've actually been sleeping with oh, a top sheet. Oh, congratulations. You yeah. guys, she's growing up. So what I have is the signature hemmed sheets. It's their all-time bestseller. They're loved for many reasons, like how they get softer with every single wash. They're buttery soft, lightweight, and made with 100% organic cotton weave that feels incredible in all seasons. Yes, I'm a very warm sleeper. And before Bowl & Branch, I was sleeping with this, like, heavy linen um, duvet, and it was just not working for me. Bowl & Branch keeps me temperature-regulated. And they're just so soft. You literally feel like you're at the Four Seasons. They have a ton of different colors and sizes. They go from twin up to a California king. And their products are completely toxin-free and fair trade certified. So treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard embedding from Bowl & Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. And if you order by 1219, so that's December 19th, you get guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Get up to 20% off your order from November 12th to November 17th with promo code TOAST at BowlandBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code TOAST. Excuse me. See site for details. Exclusions may apply. Ticed. Yeah, promo code Tyst. I love the morning Tyst. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. It doesn't feel good. Like, I'm trying to, like, run an advertisement. I waited till the end, and you said Tyst first, and that opened up the floodgates. Okay. Pump rules last night, I have to say. MVP of the episode, say Ma, it on okay. three. No. Lisa Vanderpump. She was being so funny. When Tom came in and was like, you know that thing, like, from TGI Fridays? And she's like, I don't have anything in my house from TGI Fridays. She was being funny. And oh, when she's, funny. I must when have been she's, <laughs> When she's not being, like, the worst ever, she's actually kind of funny. No, I'm telling you, Tabula Rasa with Lisa Vanderpump. Tabula she, Rasa, yes. Also, like, her reaction to the Tom sitting there in their glasses, like, pitching nonsense was how I felt. Having to watch that scene, this show is really becoming, I feel like, a personal attack on me. Yeah, I and it's like agree. I feel like I'm in some like social experiment where it's like, how long will this girl watch something that makes her skin crawl? Yeah, until she turns it off. No, totally. But it's hard because while there are things that make my skin crawl, there's also things that I love, like Lala. I think Katie Maloney was being so funny. When no, they, when they went to like their restaurant with that guy, like t reading their mission statement, like a funkadelic space where you, and they're like this is a mission statement for our employees you guys they're night at the Roxbury these two like I actually <laughs> I cannot and like Tom Sandoval is trying he's on he's my last nerve he's yeah. trying me and I don't know how I I watch this week after week like no I can't recall the last time a person Someone got on my you. tv like got under my skin in this way like I it is infuriating every word that comes out of his mouth like I'm in pain no, I'm I, in pain I hear you <laughs> but I do have to say I actually did really think like what Tom Schwartz is going through like with his family no. I think a lot of people can relate to that like during the pandemic like your family members losing their jobs and like wanting to help wanting to do your own but like grow just, your business it just makes everything Tom Sandoval's doing even Worse. more out of touch it's Agreed. like Tom Sandoval is like spending all of this money he has not a care in the world $1,700 sconces and like Tom Schwartz is really struggling and like this is a business for him like the it just highlights how frivolous and out of touch mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval is, especially as it pertains to like starting a business. You yeah. don't just start with the fancy $1,700 sconces, you know? And so, and the fact that I, either Tom Sandoval knows that Schwartz is going through it and is still buying the sconces or Schwartz doesn't feel like he can tell his best friend, mm -hmm. like what's really weighing on him. That was, re it was really sad for me. Like I felt like I, I felt like I understood what he was saying and it made this whole restaurant endeavor seem so stupid. Like you're on a hit show. You're making a lot of money per episode. You have a steak in a restaurant that you don't have to do anything for. Like 
just enjoy that. Like send money back to your family. Like that's more than enough money. Like I feel like this mortgage or loan, like it's such a bad idea. Like, and I know we're happy watching something that happened a year ago. So I don't know where they ended up, but I'm like screaming at him, like shut down this restaurant before you get yourself into a hole that you cannot get out of. Yeah. Like, and just the fact that it's called Schwartz and Sandy's and Tom Sandoval is at the helm. Like this is a recipe for disaster. He's not a business person. Like he's not, he has no business acumen. And now acumen. he's focusing on his music career, as we reported yesterday. Like, what about the restaurant? If anything, if if Tom Schwartz wants to expand his business, like, talk to Lisa about Tom Tom in Vegas. You yeah. Know? Like, Tom Tom in New York. No, I think Tom Sandoval. And you have to imagine every decision that they make as a duo is Tom Sandoval's decision. I think he's like so desperate to get out from under like the the helm of Lisa, like really own his own restaurant. Which like, who the fuck would want to do that? You know how hard it is to own and run a restaurant. And like Lisa's got it down pat, and she just forked over ten percent. Like that's the dream. And yeah, take one to Vegas. A hundred percent. Take one to Atlantic City. A hundred percent. And also, like restaurants are mostly unprofitable. Like. It's not just about like turning the lights on and the money's going to roll in. Like you pour so much money into it and knowing that Schwartz already has so much on his plate and so many people that he's worried about and taking care of. I it's know. like It makes me really sad. I, I was, was like feeling so sad I for him. I was hurting for him. And Katie is an amazing wife. And, amazing and, and wife. And I just want to say if my partner had a partnership, friendship, et cetera, mm-hmm. with someone like Tom Sandoval. So toxic. Who took up really like 90% of his life like – I don't know if I could stick around, honestly. And the thing is, Katie's really smart. And, like, Katie runs multiple businesses. And I think, first of all, they're just so fucking stupid for not letting her in. Like, if there's someone wants to work for free, like, why are you not? Like, you're so power hungry. You can't let someone write your mission statement. Like, that's not even that important. Like, they should let her help. She is much smarter than both of them put together. Mm -hmm. And she should really step in. Like, I I just don't think she knows how bad it is. Because, like, I think... She's so annoyed by Tom Sandoval. She every time she walk, he walks in the room, she leaves, and therefore she doesn't really know that like he's running them into, into the ground because who could stand to be near him for five minute five minutes, let alone he's in your house. Yeah, no, it's it was upsetting. Yeah, I was upset, but I really do love Schwartz and Katie, and it's just I don't know. Oh, I want I to talk know. about Sheena. So when they were talking about Femme Fatale, and I told you this because I Facetimed you. Sheena was like, oh my, why are people talking about the fact that I was on a show called Femme Fatale? Like, now they're going to go Google it and see my boobs. So obviously, I had to Google it. See my boobs was really a conservative statement, Sheena. She's in a porno. She's doing sex. She's doing sex. Yeah, like in multiple positions. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see it. Well, you don't have to because I did. And I just want to say, like, just don't lie. I'm, there's nothing wrong with it, but don't lie. Yeah. We're well, not seeing your boobs. Like, we're seeing everything sex acts of sex acts of sex like front back dog all of it oh wow yes wow and then she turns out to be this killer i watched the whole thing was it good (laughs) no it was like 30 seconds she's like playing with this knife and like rewinding all these tapes of her having sex it was bizarre um but yeah i just thought that was an interesting factoid also brock and sheena like are just like when they were doing that workout with Charlie, like, I was just looking at them, and I'm like, how did these two people find each other? Like, they're so bizarre. Yeah. And he's just so big. Like, I cannot get over his size. Yeah. No, it's, I guess, it, like, she still seems happy with him. And yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have any thoughts yet. Well, I just thought it was, like, really weird of Brock to, like, be so nasty to Lala and then be like, I'm going to go apologize to her. Like, why don't you just bury the hatchet when she came to bury the hatchet? Because yeah, he, like, is not as, like. Oh, I'm sorry. I told you that ever since you planted in my head that Brock watched Vanderpump Rules. When he's sewing, he obviously watches Southern Charm too. Yeah. He like wants to be quirky and funny. And now he's going to make a line of baby clothes from his old shirts. Literally. I'm good, by the way. All set. I will get you one, though, for your baby shower. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is really so sweet. Anyways, per usual, for me, um, Lala was the star of the episode just coming in. Like, everybody just, like, wants to try and freeze her out. And it's yeah. like... You know what? You, you you should have a show without Lala. See, yeah, good luck. If, I'm just letting you know. If Lala leaves the show, I'm done. That, of course. She's the last straw for me. And I really feel like she... It's crazy how, like, Tom Sandoval's like, to her, you need to grow. But, like, in last week's episode, she spelled it out so clearly, like, how much growth she's done in the last few years. Like, becoming sober, losing her dad, having a baby, becoming a stepmom. Like, she's a whole new Lala. Even the way that, And Tom Sandoval's still doing the same moronic shit, and he has the absolute gall to tell someone else to grow up. Right. The way she, like, walks into the event and just immediately starts, like, making amends with the people who she's having beef with. Like, I I really... I just respect her so much. I love her so much. And I know I'm also biased, but, like, she is that girl. I'm sorry. Yeah. Every week, like... And Tom Sandoval... 
thinks he's that girl, but he is not, nor will he ever be that girl. Not at all, but you know who is also that girl? A little bit. I mean, who? You're not gonna, you don't know where I'm going with this. Raquel mm. and her femme fatale look. Yeah, sickening. Sickening, like yeah. so many, like I'm on a new level with Raquel. I've already been really liking her this season. I'm, she's finding her voice. She's so sweet. She's so patient. But then she showed up with that look and that hair, and I was just like, oh yes. The no job storyline, like I could live without, but Same. she's, I agree, she's stepping up. Also, the friendship between Lala and James, though no one ever understands it, is actually really sweet. Like yeah, when just, he came over with the Nordstrom bag and the Uggs. Yeah, and they were like talking about the night before and the nose and everything, and she, they're just like. They really just get along. No, I never understood it for sure. But I think they're like, they are both, and they were both acting in a way that was like harmful to the other. But like, at the end of the day, there's just like two people whose personalities just really mesh. Like, yeah. they can have a conversation, it just goes on and on. Yeah. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And like, Lala at home, like, oh, I just. Lala need a, at home. I need a reality show called Lala Don't at home. Don't look at me, I got Lala at home, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Anyways, each week is just getting more and more Bad. difficult. Um, and like Charlie's so fake. Like she's sitting there with Tom Sandoval, be like talking so much shit about Lala, and like obviously she's like afraid of Lala because then Lala comes over, she's like, "Hi, like, are you having fun?" No, and also like, so Charlie was like not pleased to hear that Sheena made up with Lala because she's worried that Sheena's gonna, you know, go back to Lala. What is the beef with? Charlie and Lala like there's really nothing what because Lala like didn't understand the food stuff and 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 talked some I didn't shit last season the about stuff. the pasta when she said like people are fat because they eat pasta yeah I don't know I really don't pretend to understand it Charlie is, and I feel like I've allotted like too many brain cells to the show I have none to give to Charlie okay I think that's really like fair. I really act like she's not on the show and it really makes it more enjoyable <laughs> okay um all right tell me about Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Okay, so the premise, Ultimate Girls Trip, seven Real Housewives All-Stars, seven days in Turks and Caicos. It's only seven days, which I didn't really know. They're in like a really nice villa. Obviously, you know, in the beginning, the first few minutes, like it was a little cringe because- They're getting on the plane and stuff? They're getting on the plane, but also they have their confessionals and like, it's interesting. It's so different from Real Housewives because they talk about the fact that they are stars. Which I like. Teresa's comparing her Instagram followers to, to Ramona's. Ramona's. Um, Ramona's saying, my fans want me to get the best room. I have to get the best room. Ooh. And it's like really a little bit cringe. The egos are just out of control. And it's like, it's uncomfortable at times. No, you you could have predicted like being putting Teresa, Ramona in the same room. Teresa is on her absolute best behavior. You wow. would think she's the sweetest. You're lying. You would think she's a wow, piece for her. of candy. So sweet. No, you know what? Because like so sweet. It's easy for her to be like this big bad wolf in her franchise. But like you can't go up against Ramona. You can't go up against Kenya. Like the kyle like no one's gonna put up with your okay, bullshit everyone is taking a different route to how they're playing it out on this show and i'm just gonna explain it really quickly um teresa's swedish that's insane to me sweet as pie except in the third episode she does get into a fight with melissa because they start talking about the origins of how melissa got on the show and they mm. do not agree on the story mm. whatsoever and teresa's still so mean saying that like melissa was like constantly dming andy cohen and Melissa was like, no, I wasn't. Oh, my God. No, and they That's... can't. And it's like, this is like the, their. It's the crux of their big. Their... It, and they can, ne like, they, they're fine with each other as much as they can be. But they will never agree. And they just, like, can't address these issues. And all the other women were like. And even Cynthia was like, these two are sisters. They are not friends. Like, they do not like each yeah. other. They do not get along. They don't vibe. And it's so true. And it's what we've been saying. Mm -hmm. they, ha they, they have, they respect And they both love Joe enough to, like, stop the nonsense. But they I don't really, know how Melissa puts up with it. They really don't like each other. Okay, so Teresa comes in. She's deciding to be sweet as sugar. And also, she's also definitely happier in her life with Louie. Yeah. He wrote her a card for every day that she oh, opens every morning. Like so cute. She's so wrapped up in love and like yeah. in this love cocoon that maybe she really is feeling sweet right now. It's also funny how she leads with that she is a six-time author, four-time New York Times bestseller. Like, the other women who talk about like their accolades, like I, Ramona's like, I brought this, sh like you guys have a show because of New York. It's Everyone thought that was a crazy thing to say, but it's not It's borderline true. true. Everyone has, like, their things that they tout. And for Teresa, it's being an author, which I did. I mean, her books even... were really no, popular. No, no. It's just interesting that that's what yeah. she leads with. Like, And it's also facts. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. 
So she's coming in, just she's playing it low key. Melissa and Kyle are kind of kind of coming in on the same wavelength, and they, which is like, we just want to get along, have, have fun. fun, and we want people to like us. Oh, I would be hanging out with them for sure. Yeah, they're going about it in a, in a really good way. Like we're going to be low maintenance. They and knew each other before. They they have hung out before and then I'll talk about the room situation but ultimately the two there's one room that has uh like a queen bed and a bunk bed the bunk is kind of big like those queen bunks but two, pe- two people have to share a room on the first floor and it winds up being Melissa and Kyle because they just don't want to deal with room drama oh cute and also like they are like super fun and they get along and they like stay out late like yes so that worked for me now, Ramona's coming in on full Ramona turbocharge. You know I'm such a Ramona, like, defender, but when she goes on about the rooms, like, I okay. turn on her immediately. Okay, I have a hot take that I think I'm the only person on the planet who's going to say this. So on the plane there, Cynthia does this, like, really, and by the way, I need to talk about Cynthia. She came in on a whole nother, I'm really, like, my, my heart is with Cynthia. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. So she comes in, like, uh, I think she, Kenya was really worried about like how she was going to be on the trip, and they were like, we're, "We have each other's back." Mm-hmm. On the plane, Cynthia does this whole presentation. About, Are they all on the same flight? I think they all flew from like Miami. And they all like met, and then they're on one. So it's seven plane. women on one plane. Yes. Okay. Cynthia does this whole presentation about Brooklyn and how this is Kenya's first time away from Brooklyn. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say she brought Brooklyn. No, 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 no. And so like we need to help Kenya cut the cord. It was like so sweet and she was like, and Kenya has a lot going on in her personal life. The divorce, she has a court date while they're in Turks and Caicos. And Cynthia says, and so for that reason, I think Kenya should have the master. Oh my God. And all of the women had been talking like in their confessionals. About, like about, Even like Mauricio before Kyle left was like, Kyle, you should tell them that I set up the house so you have to have the master. Like yeah. everybody had their own plans for the master. And then they get to the house and they're all like doing a tour. And Ramona, you know, wants the best room in the house. And instead of doing that, she found a subpar room. So smart. A nondescript room. But like has its own bathroom, has everything you need. Has everything you need. Not the best room by any means. And might not even be the second best. Just a room that's alone, not the bunk room. Yeah. And she gets in the bed and she gets in the shower. And everyone, they literally all come in while she's in the bed. They're like, get up. And she's like, no. And so, and then she, they leave and she hops in the shower. So who wants that room? No, by the way, that is so smart. No, but they're livid with her oh, like that are? she's not being a team player and at one point I heard someone say while they were touring all the rooms that Ramona should be in the bunk room and that's where I am just like she is the oldest one she, this woman is 64 years old yeah why should she be in the bunk room yeah and I actually think her being the animal that she is and taking like a subpar single room is the best you're gonna get from Ramona and you should just be grateful I 100% agree they were giving her so much grief over it like for the whole day she like they went to a dinner that night she'd also offended other people at yeah, other on times. her way um but that was they were like so disrespected that she did that and it's like she keeps saying that she deserves the first like a room because of seniority and I think she keeps bringing it back to like she's been on the show the longest but for me it's like a 64-year-old woman deserves to be comfortable I in agree. her room. I I'm agree. sorry. Like, Melissa is... 35. Like, like, like she, Ramona shouldn't be in a room with a bunk bed. That's so fucking disrespectful. No, I agree. Like, it is like an age thing. And Melissa I probably is the youngest on that trip. And, like, she can handle it. And they're, and they're totally fine in there. But when, I need to find who said, like, Ramona should be in the bunk room. Because that just, like, rubbed so me. So wrong. So the wrong way. Elder abuse. I'm sorry. Literally. Literally. So anyways, Ramona is just so like. So who gets the primary bedroom? And you know, they never addressed who got the master. And then in the second or third episode, you just see the master. And it's Kenya. Kenya got it. Oh, good. And also Kenya is the one giving Ramona the most grief about the way she handled the rooms. And it's like, wait, you just no. snuck into the best no, you fucking can't. room. You're in the castle. You can't. And it's just really, like, I know everyone thinks Ramona's like in the wrong, but I really don't like Sure, she could have waited, but no one, like, everybody is so mean to her. They were going to put her in the bunk room. No, totally. That's not right. She's an old woman. She deserved a a decent room. Like, so, anyways, that's my spiel. And, yes, she did. But then also, so before they left, she's FaceTiming with Kyle. And she's like, I don't really know Teresa. Ramona says this. I don't really know Teresa. But I I think she's a bit of a scarecrow if I only had a brain. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kyle tells that to Melissa. Melissa tells that to Teresa. And so, like, now Ramona's apologizing for something that, like... It was a joke. It was a joke. And, like, it was before this all started. She's just coming in, like, negative 20 points. That's so Ramona. But then that night they go to um, uh, dinner. And Cynthia, who I just... I love so dearly. She sees Ramona. Like, the whole group is, is... 
bonding over how awful Ramona is. Oh. And Ramona's really on the outside. But like, it's sad, but like Ramona just can't even see herself. So it's like, right. she's not a sympathetic character, right. but just like everybody is like, they're so like gleeful in that they have this thing to unite over. So Cynthia pulls Ramona aside and like explains to her why all the things that she did wrong, how she could have done them right. And Ramona gets it. And she's like, thank you, Cynthia. Like, and she comes back to the table and she goes on her apology tour. And I think she does some great apologies. I, know, I don't know if you're making me want to watch it or not, but I really want to watch it now. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm sharing the highlights. And it's still pretty good, but there's just something about it that's just a little awkward mm-hmm. for me. I, I can't explain Maybe it. Maybe it gets better. Like, So there's so three episodes. Anyways, Cynthia gets through to Ramona like no one else can. Ramona apologizes and everybody... Tabula rasa, we have seven women in the house who are, you know, getting on. Throughout the other episodes, Ramona still does her Ramona things, but they're starting to understand her more. And they're also seeing the soft side of Ramona, who is like this girl's girl, you know, like Kyle's talking a lot about like her body image issues and Ramona's just like pumping her up. And like Kyle's like... I'm telling you, there's a soft side to Ramona. No, I I know. Other people are so hard on Ramona. I'm like, it's just, it's frustrating. She does herself no favors. She does herself no favors. She's also an easy target. Yeah. But Anyways, then now there's um, beef between Cynthia and Kenya. Oh, wow. Because Cynthia has really... No, you're supposed to really stick with the person from your city. I know. The people from each other's cities are... Like, first of all, when Ramona was going through it, Luann was nowhere, nowhere to, to be found. found. Also, on the boat one day, Luann... Everyone's starting to share their, like, their story. And they're like, you probably heard it as this, but, like, this is what it was. And everyone has, like, preconceived notions about each other. And so Luann was talking about Tom. And Ramona gets it from the table, and she's like, I can't hear this again. And all of the women are like, why are you going to get up your friends opening up? Like, blah, blah, blah. And you know Luann is about to, like, sugarcoat what Ramona knows. No, totally. And it's just, like, she's just... She can't lie in front of Ramona. Right. So Ramona excuses herself to, like, get a drink, and all the women are like, Ramona's an animal. And it's like... I don't know. Like, to hear Luann tell, like, the Tom Tom story from a vantage point of, like... He was my drinking buddy. I thought I could change him. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes. I'm I thought cringing. I could love the bad out of him. And it's Stop. like, we all told you. No, literally. So I understood why Ramona had to leave. And like, all these girls are really acting like Mother Teresa. And it's like, it, it would be like everyone, you know, having sympathy for Teresa on something that like Melissa, right. on, the, on the issue of even them, like, how they started on the show. Everyone is turning on the person from their cities because everybody is like putting themselves in this like really glamorous Glamorous light. light. And it's like not 100% true. It's not false, but it's like obfuscating the other stuff. Honestly, it sounds good. Like I'm going to watch it. I'm just like preoccupied, but I will. Okay. You're like in no rush and only three episodes dropped. And it it is like good. And the the editing, it's like kind of giving me like Love Island vibes. I actually saw some clips that I had the same feeling about. Yeah, like every time they get home from dinner, it's like Housewives After Dark. And it's just like them like dancing around and drinking, like whatever. Um, So Kyle and Melissa are getting along really well. Melissa and Kenya are getting along really, really well. Um, which is also like, uh, and Cynthia and Teresa are getting along really well. Cynthia They're, and Teresa, they okay. They have the same energy, they they say. Okay. Um, and so Cynthia's now having a tough time because Kenya's kind of really bonding with everyone. Kenya's was like, on our show in Atlanta, like I'm always the outlier the and like Cynthia's bringing me in. But on this, this time, like everybody wants to hang out with me and really likes me. And like, I, I think it's just like a different dynamic for the That's two of them. And Cynthia's like, something happened she did one of her Bailey cues and you know when like you just you just flip a switch and you're just like upset and emotional and offended by everything of course and you can't get out of it of course Cynthia can't come get out of it and she's just like but I but like I just have so much love for her and um it's just I don't know it's tough she needs to like put it behind her but she can't and yeah, I understand she needs to, like take a nap like yeah no and I understand not being able of course yeah well it sounds really good I'm gonna watch it okay so that those are my thoughts the, there were moments of cringe but ultimately you know I wasn't on my phone as much as I right could have been and it's a pretty good setup and the women you know it's it's good it's good stuff it's just really interesting to see how they like show themselves in front of, you know, just, it's, it was interesting. Present themselves, yeah. Because yeah. it's different dynamics than them on their own shows. Like, the egos are just unchecked. Mm-hmm. Especially Teresa. No, Teresa is, has checked herself in at the no, door. on her previous oh, show. yes, Unchecked. Yes. No, but, like, on this show, Ramona has, is running unchecked. Um, 
Kenya is being Kenya. And everyone else is like just trying to like not be the villain. Yeah. So hard. Um, okay, cool. Well, that is our show, right? It is our show. And the next time we see you, merch will have dropped. It drops tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern time, shopmorningtoast.com. All of the holiday items that you see on our Instagram will be for sale. We ordered a ton of stuff, but once it sells out, it sells out. So I would recommend if there's something that you want really badly, set that alarm, get that merch. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Now, if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations and thank you for being a true toaster who values what we say and actually listens to the end of the episode. And to let us know that you're still here, why don't you go drop a comment on our Instagram post from today and have it be the emoji of... The dove for the peace. The dove. Peace in the Middle East. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.